What's the last sound a pubic hair makes before it hits the ground? <laughs> Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. God, you're a legend for tuning in again, man, because I know most of you guys are multiple episode listeners, at least you champions are multiple episode listeners and brothers. I really, really sincerely appreciate you. In fact, I appreciate you so much. I want to tell you a really special story. Okay, so one day I was walking. That's it. That That's the story. I hope you enjoyed it. That, that was for you boys who listened to multiple of my episodes. I really, really, really appreciate you boys. But anyway, today, guys, we are going to talk about one of the most powerful seduction techniques. It's just amazing that I continue to deliver technique after technique after technique. And this one is ridiculously powerful to get girls unbelievably, insanely attracted to you. And that is communicating options. What do you think that means if you had to guess? Communicating options, options with women perhaps, perhaps communicating in very subtle ways, never outright, but communicating in subtle ways that you have other girls in your life. Girls wanna date you. You are in fact an alpha male. And because you have so many options, those girls who you're speaking to are gonna get even more attracted to you. So first, let's get into a little bit of female psychology. Women want what women want. I often liken it to standing at a stoplight and you're kind of standing there looking at your cell phone. There's a bunch of people around you and then everybody starts walking, so you start walking. You don't even need to see if that light is green in order to start walking. You just trust the opinions of others. You trust the conclusion of others. So you start walking and you may even get across the street never even looking up, which is a pretty stupid survival tactic, by the way. But some people may do that where in New York City, you're walking around and you just kind of follow the crowds. Well, that's female psychology 101 right there. Women don't have a lot of time in their lives to try to find the most attractive, suitable alpha male, quote unquote, that they can. So they'll often rely on the opinion of other women in order to tell them that that man is attractive. I know for me, anytime I'm out with my girlfriend who's super hot, as well as any of my friends who are all at least nines or tens, dude, it's called pre-selection and pre-selection means I've been pre-selected to be attractive and therefore I am attractive. And guys, I get checked out probably 10X, maybe even 20X as what I do is when I'm just a jackass flossing alone. And you know, something else I realized, kind of a side note the other night, and I've realized it before, but it really was communicated the other night. I have a client named Neil from Australia. What is up, Neil, if you're listening? I think I mentioned you before, even in a different podcast, but I make fun of him sometimes because he wears these pink shirts on our coaching calls. And in my coaching, I'll challenge people and see how they'll react based on my coaching of frame control. So I'll say like, Neil, why, why are you wearing that pink shirt? And the correct response to that is, the real question is, why are you trying to get me undressed, man? We just met. Why are you trying to take off my pink shirt? So I'll oftentimes question Neil, but it was really cool because he's like, hey, Mark, what's your address? Gave him my address and he sent me two freaking shirts, a pink one and a blue one. Well, Neil, I haven't told you this yet. The blue one fit me perfectly. I have to get the pink one tailored, 
but the blue one fit me like a glove. So I bought these like blue matching pants and these brown shoes. And I went out the other night with Marissa to dinner and the waitress comes up to us and she's like, hey, just to let you know, our hostess is lesbian, but you have her questioning her sexuality. And I was laughing really hard. And part of that is because I was with Marissa, who's an absolutely gorgeous girl, but also because I was dressed well. But both of these things communicate options, communicates that I have extremely attractive women in my life and I'm dressed well, which means I'm both attractive to women and I'm socially intelligent. So when you do these things that communicate to women that you have options, which means if it doesn't work with her, you have so many girls in your life. It's like one of those nail salons where all you do is just see chicks walking in and out. That's like your life. And that's what you communicate to women. Now, we never communicate this directly. You don't say like, oh, I have tons of options. So you better behave yourself or I'm going to blow you out so hard. Your mustache is going to blow off your face when the concussion hits. You don't say that necessarily. You sub communicate it. Sub communication is the communication behind the communication that if she breaks it off with you, if she flexes up, if she acts in a way you don't like, it's like, next, please. You have a line of girls wrapped around the corner waiting to get into your underwear because you're a goddamn champion. Your penis looks like a shriveled burn victim hiding in the corner of your underwear because he's had so much sex. Now, the first way we do that is with what I talked about, which is called pre-selection. Very simple. When you have hot girls in your life, other hot girls will want to come into your life, okay? This includes going out with hot girls. This includes posting pictures of you with hot girls on your Instagram, not hooking up with them, just friends with them. Better yet, those girls trying to get you if you can communicate that in your pictures. For example, you're standing there taking a picture where your hands are in your pocket, you have a slight smirk on your face, you kind of look like a champion posing for a GQ photo shoot. Okay. And then there's two girls on either side of you posing on you and even making a kissy face at you while you completely ignore them. That sub communicates that these girls want you. They're extremely attractive and they're trying to hit on you, but meh, you're not that interested in them. Okay. If you literally put one of these pictures on your Instagram, you go and you yank a girl's not phone number, but you yank her Instagram. She follows you. You follow her. She sees that shit. You go up thousand percent in her eyes, a thousand percent. I have another client named Casey and he has a friend who's a really hot lesbian. Well, he explained this to her and now they go out together and he's like, Mark, you have no idea how much more attracted girls are to me because this chick is with me. And I'm like, actually, I do have an idea because I go out with hot chicks myself. It's communicating options. This guy's attractive because he has attractive girls with him. Therefore, cognitively, the girl who's looking at you doesn't have to think too much. Just like your stupid ass at the goddamn stoplight. Scrolling through Instagram, it turns green, everybody else walks, you walk too. This is how women think. This is why women are attracted to married men. This is why women are attracted to you when you go out with your girlfriend. This is why women are attracted to men who are famous, men who are rock stars, men who are athletes, who clearly have a line of hot girls waiting for them because they have some sort of quality that maybe they don't even know about but that's communicated by all the girls who want to be with them. So we communicate this in different ways, okay? It's, again, it's called communicating options. So it's your job to communicate it, even if it's not true. Because I know 60% of you are sitting there being like, well, Mark, I don't have hot chicks in my life. Mark, I don't have options. You can fake it until you make it. And once you do have those options, then it's like a snowball. It's just going to get better and better where you don't even need to try to discuss it. 
You don't even need to try to subcommunicate it. It's just going to be subcommunicated even down to your behavior. And I'm going to talk about that with texting, with dating, with everything like that, which goes back to my other episodes, so many of them now, where I talk about you're not to be fucked with. You're not to be fucked with. You're willing to drop a girl at the drop of a hat. Literally, guys, here, I really want you to listen, okay? When you're dealing with women, and this is going to sound super extreme, and I tell this to my girlfriends too about dudes, when you're dealing with anybody in a dating situation, you have to be willing to drop them at the flip of a switch. You got to be willing mentally to walk around the corner, see him making out with somebody else and be like, see ya next, please. And this is why I have you guys talking to 10, 20 girls, 30 girls, even sometimes when you join my program. So you have options, you have backups, so you're not thirsty. What is a thirsty guy? It's a guy who has no options. That's why he's thirsty. That's why he's needy. That's why he's hitting her up three times a week to hang out. When if you do have options, you only hang out with her a couple times a week. And this weaves into so many rules that I teach both in this podcast, but more specifically in my coaching program, where you only want to give the chick 80% of what she wants from you, okay? Because you're a busy guy. And not only do you have options with chicks, but dudes want to hang out with you. Businesses want to do business with you. People want you to be in their lives and everybody's inviting you. So when you don't, for example, text the girl back immediately, what does it communicate? He's busy. Is a busy guy a guy with options? You're damn right he is. A busy guy is a guy who's in demand. People want his time. Therefore, he doesn't text chicks back immediately. Goes back to another point. Like as I'm sitting here thinking about this and you guys know, I do these podcasts off the top of my head. I don't prepare them. It's just me sitting here rambling. But as I'm thinking about this, this is like the central hub and all the spokes come out of it of all the concepts that I teach right? So the central hub is, dude, I have tons of options. Therefore, I'm willing to drop you at the flip of a switch. I'm willing to be disagreeable with you. I'm not going to text you back immediately. I'm not going to be thirsty towards you. And my other point, what would I do if I were dating four girls? Which is the question you should constantly ask yourself. Listen, if you never hire me, if you never listen to one more of my podcasts or watch any of my videos, here's the one thing I want you to take from my coaching. Ask yourself on every step, every time you need to make a decision with the chick, whether it's texting her, whether it's saying something to her, whether it's anything, ask yourself, what would I do if I were dating four girls? What would I do if I was dating four girls and or what would I do if I were talking to 10 or 20 girls? Would I send this text right now? Would I follow up with her in this way? Would I confess my love for her as I'm blowing snot all over her tits because my head is on her chest and I'm like, God, I need you, Sarah. I can't live without you. As you look like a goddamn douche canoe crying like a schoolgirl whose birthday pony just got unceremoniously launched out of the city by a catapult. You don't act that way when you're dating four girls, right? So when you communicate options, which is communicating that there's a line of chicks waiting to date you, that communicates nothing but attractiveness to women because like I said, back to the old stoplight example, women are attracted to a guy who has options and they don't want to think. Women are attracted to a guy who other women are attracted to and because of time and cognitive energy, they want to save themselves the hassle of getting to know you. So you floss into a nightclub with a solid nine on your arm or like me going into that restaurant with Marissa on my arm Looking super dapper, thanks again, Neil, having a hot chick with me, 
going right up to the hostess station. And when she was taking us to our table, I said, hey, could we grab that booth right there? Therefore, choosing where I want to be communicates all those options, communicates that I'm attractive and therefore other women are going to be attracted to me. Even a girl who's a lesbian who I made her question her sexuality and now she's on Match.com looking for a dude to stick it inside of her because I awoke something inside of her that she hasn't felt since she was a kid. I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but you get the point. Okay, I walk in with Marissa, I look good, boom, it communicates the options. Now I wanna talk about some specific situations in which you guys can communicate these options. I talked about social media a little bit already. You definitely wanna be focusing on that if you haven't yet. And if you don't have any girls to take pictures with, the next time you go out, whether it be a nightclub, a bar, on the beach, shopping, whatever, you could straight tell a girl, hey, I think you're really cute. I want to communicate that I have hot women in my life on my social media page. If that's weird for you, I understand. But if you're cool with it, would you mind taking a picture with me? Guys, you have no idea how many chicks would be willing to do this. They're highly flattered by your approach. And if you're genuine, if you're honest, and even if you explain to them this concept, they're probably going to take a picture with you. You get three, four, five pictures like that on your IG page, on your Facebook, whatever. Just you doing things with hot chicks you are gonna become 100 times more attractive. And then what I suggest is, in lieu of getting a girl's phone number, you get her Instagram. Therefore, your Instagram can do all the work of showing options, do all the work of communicating pre-selection. And then when you hit up the chick on a DM, she's gonna be way more open to speaking with you. The second thing I like to do is when I'm telling stories. Anytime I'm telling a story that involves another person, the other person is a female every single time. And if I can get it in, she's a model. Okay. So for example, one of the opening lines I like to use is, Hey, let me ask you a quick question. My friend, Jessica, she's really pretty. She's a model. Her boyfriend told her that she couldn't come out tonight. Well, what's crazy is that he actually came out tonight and he made her stay home. That's pretty messed up, huh? So you can see by that quick thing that I said, my friend, Sarah, who's a model, she's super fine. And then I say, the boyfriend is making her stay home, which means he's peanut butter and jealous. He's super needy and insecure. And I give the girl I'm talking to a lot of conversational substance for her to seek her teeth into. But what's embedded in there is that I have hot friends. I'll tell a story about how I was hiking once and we ran into a bear. And I say how I was with my friend Lindsay and how she was scantily dressed because she's like a model and she always has to look like that, that runway model, like Zoolander, right? Like she's always in fashion and we run into a bear and I was like, what do we do? And I tell the whole story about a bear. Okay. I talk about travels I've had with hot girls. I even talk about former girlfriends. Like I'll be like, yeah, my ex-girlfriend, her name's Jessie. She was actually a reef model. Do you know what reef is? It's like those like bikinis where they show the freaking bikini up the butt. It's like dental floss basically. And it's just a picture of the chick's butt. So anyway, this girl's like really full of herself, right? Because she's a model. And so we're out to dinner once and I tell the story like that. So in your storytelling, even if it's a dude that you were with, make it into a girl. Now, I don't necessarily condone and support lying, but little white lies I'm okay with, right? You can just throw in that you're with a hot girl, and as long as the story is true, I'm okay with you to roll it that way, but dude, embedding this into stories is so damn important. So again, opening lines, storytelling, Instagram, now over texting, okay? You can obviously do what I all explained over texting, but when it comes to texting, as I talked about in my R&P episode that I dropped 
I believe it would be two weeks ago now. Forgive me if that's not accurate. I record these in bunches. But what I talked about is if she's being boring, if she's not participating, you pull back, you don't reply. This communicates that you have options. If she flakes on you, you simply send her back the text, okay, which communicates you have options. If you're texting with her and she says something super mean to you, you don't get all pissed off. You just pull back. A guy who doesn't have options, who's putting basically all his chips on the table in order to get this one girl, if she says something about him that she doesn't like and it's kind of an insult, he's going to get butthurt about it, right? But a guy who has chips in front of him, only puts down one $5 chip, doesn't really give a fuck. And if she says something bad, he's like, whatever, beat it, you see, bass. I don't even want to date you anyway. And that's communicated not through aggression. It's communicated by pulling back, being non-reactive. If she tries to make you jealous and she's talking about other dudes, you laugh as if it's literally funny to you. And or you flex up, you have some balls and you tell her, you know what, when you talk that way, it's unattractive to me. Like, I don't know why you're saying what you're saying, but I can only guess it's because you're probably trying to get me more into you. So I'm letting you know straight up, just being honest with you, it's no big deal that I actually lose attraction for you. Keep doing it if that's what you want to do. But this is how I'm reacting. Now, when you're willing to drop a girl at a moment's notice, and for you females listening, drop a dude at a moment's notice, that communicates you're attractive. One thing I want to say to women real quick, which I see time and time again, not only with chicks that I've dated, but the thousands of chicks that my clients are dating, don't try to make a dude jealous. Us hearing about you dating other dudes, banging other dudes, being interested in other dudes is such a fucking turnoff. You have no idea. Let me tell you a quick joke, and this is going to summarize why it's such a turnoff. What's the point of the head of the penis? Why do our penises have a mushroom head on the end? To keep our hands from slipping off. I'm just kidding, but there is one theory out there that says the reason it has a mushroom head is because it works like a plunger that sucks out the other dudes come when you're having sex with them. I don't think this is necessarily a good theory because as a dude, and every single guy listening right now will agree with me, it turns us off like no tomorrow to think about you having sex with other dudes. So when a girl tries to make us jealous, it is so fucking gross that I've had many clients, Alex, if you're listening, is one of them, we will literally blow a girl out, stop talking to her if she tries to make us jealous. But chicks do it all the time. But the right reaction is unaffected because only if you were highly invested in that girl, you really cared about her, you had no other options, would you get all pissed off and jealous, which is exactly why she's trying to make you jealous. So always think about what would I do if I was dating four girls? What would I do if I had options? And think about how you can communicate those options to different women. A few other side things I used to do, I don't do it so much anymore because it kind of happens naturally, is having a girl's very obvious blonde hair on one of my black shirts when I go out. I've even been known to, and I definitely don't do this anymore, but sometimes my clients do it, and if they want, that's okay. I've even been known to wear female perfume or just spray it on me. And a girl will be like, is, what is that perfume? Be like, oh, I think it was my friend Kelly, right? As I have like a blonde hair on my shirt. I used to go to yoga with a pink yoga mat that said Natalie in big bubbly girly writing on the top, implying that this guy has a friend named Natalie. He obviously borrowed the yoga mat from her and now he's out doing yoga. Another thing I used to do, don't do it anymore. I'm talking, this was like 15 years ago and it worked, is I would get a little bit of lipstick and like put it on my neck. And it looked both like a hickey 
as well as occasionally it would look like a girl kissed me on the neck and girls would comment on it. Because a girl, even though rationally it kind of grosses them out that you're hooking up with other girls, in a way it kind of turns them on. And when I say hooking up with other girls, it's not really correct. It's more like you have the option to hook up with other girls, right? You don't always do it. You don't always act on it, but the option is there. When I go to the nightclubs, I make it a very clear point not to make out with girls, not to be too flirty in the way that I'm focusing directly on them, but instead I run my game. I get them super attracted to me. I make each one feel special. Don't get me wrong. But it's almost like every girl wants me more than I want them. And because of that, I look extremely attractive because girls are thinking all these girls want him, but it doesn't seem like he wants any of them. Maybe I can be the special one. And then when she speaks to me, I make her feel like the special one. So guys, make no mistake. I talk a lot about pushing girls away, but I have to tell you, each girl you speak to, you got to make her feel like she's the special one within the 80-100 rule, which dictates you're only giving her 80% of what she's giving you. So if she's really into you, you need to give her 80% of that attention that she's giving you and make her feel different from the other girls. Like when I'm talking to girls in bars and nightclubs, I'll be like, you know, there's something different about you. You don't strike me as one of these like club girls, one of these bar girls. Is that right? And every time, guys, they're always like, oh, totally. I'm not like these other bitches, right? And they feel like the special one, but they know that all these other chicks want me. And they know I rolled in with three goddamn nines. So I'm like the dude. I'm the most attractive dude because I have options. And then I might have like a girl hair on me, maybe, usually not, but maybe like smell a little bit of perfume. I'm telling stories about this girlfriend, that girlfriend. I'm telling stories about ex-girlfriends who were models. Like you have to be subtle about it. And I can see a lot of you guys messing up and being like way too obvious. Like, yeah, so anyway, my ex-girlfriend, she was fucking Miss America. Just the most banging ass ever. And you should have seen the rack on this hound. Holy shit. Anyway, she's sucking my dick one day. And she's like, I'm so in love with you, Adam. I just got to suck the dick like all day. It's like, it's like my life force, man. I just got to, I got to suck it dry. It's the only way I can survive. And anyway, so I'm like, I'm like, get off me, bitch. And then this like, this police guy comes through the, no, not like that, boys. Okay. I was just making that up as I was going. But you see, that's like way too obvious. You got to subtly put it in. And almost as I do is I'll talk about like exes and kind of be like, oh my gosh, she was so full of herself, right? Like she was a model and she just thought she was the shit. That's a good way to show that she was very attractive, but she didn't make the cut. She didn't make the cut, but the girl you're talking to could make the cut. It's communicating options in a way that says you get highly attractive women, but you haven't found the right one yet. I often get asked by girls like, why are you such a player? Why you've been with so many girls? Why are you just always out there doing this? And I'm like, I'm looking for my wife, looking for my wife. So if a girl ever questions you, first, of course, you agree and amplify. You say, oh God, I'm the biggest player ever. I've kissed 300 girls today. I'm going for 500, just 200 more to go, right? You amplify it, which shows you're not affected by her. But then you may want to answer it honestly and say, you know what? I'm looking for my wife. I haven't met that girl who I really connect with yet, which in her mind, it's like, oh, it could be me. It could be me. And then you tell her there's something different about her, bro, she's locked in. And why she's locked in is because you use that extremely hypnotic seduction technique of communicating options. You are dating four girls, even if you're not. I want you to pretend you are. Fake it until you make it. How would I act if I was? What would I do if I was? How would I behave? How would I care 
about what this chick I'm speaking to is doing. If I was dating four girls, if I really had options, would I be following up? Would I be spending all this money on this first date? Would I be stressing about it, dressing up for her, shaving your pubes for her, right? Did you ever see that shirt? It says, I shaved my balls for this. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hella funny, dude. But right, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I, I shaved my balls for this chick? Like, come on, dude. I don't even know this girl because I have options. I'm not going to like invest so much, right? It's like a bottle of water. You walk into Walmart. Are you going to be like all needy? For the sparklets water jug, are you just like, whatever, bro? Like, there's thousands of them here. I'll just grab whatever available. And if it sucks, I'll put it down and I'll go get a new one. That's the same philosophy you have with chicks. And that's done both by communicating options and asking yourself, what would I do if I was dating four girls? Gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. I sincerely appreciate it. I know your time is valuable. So really, man, if you've taken the time to listen to my podcast and especially more than just a few episodes, I legitimately salute you. And I want you to write me and let me know and I will send you a bunch of cool shit. I don't even need a review. I don't even need you to reciprocate some of the kindness that I've shown you. Just let me know that you're a fan and I want to give you some stuff. Email me. And also, if you want to meet with me on a free one-on-one breakthrough session, I am still available to you. I do have a little bit of a wait list, obviously. A lot of guys want to meet with me, but I want to meet you. And if you meet the qualifications as I deem them, I will make time in my schedule to meet with you because I really want to try to help you get to the point with women where I'm at, where you literally are talking to 20 girls. You literally do have options. You literally walk in with a solid 10 and you turn a lesbian into a straight woman (laughs) because you're wearing a shirt that your homie Neil sent you from Australia and you feel like an absolute champion. That is possible for you, just as it was possible for me, man, because I'll tell you, I was the hardest case. Like some of you guys may be thinking like, yeah, he must be like good looking and he's just naturally a good communicator. No, man, I was the biggest fucking schlep you'd ever meet, man. I couldn't get laid if I was in a Tijuana brothel with $100 bills strapped to my penis And I was so horny back then that I'd fuck a snake if I could hold it straight. So have no illusions, bro, Tato Salad. If I could do it, you could do it too. Let me show you the shortcut to the top of the mountain. Go to my website, coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching. Fill in the goddamn slap in the Jesus and you and I will get on that one-on-one call together. I do appreciate you listening, gentlemen, and I will see you in the next episode.